Hi, I'm Megan Dibby and welcome to my podcast, Class and Session. In this podcast, I'll be discussing social injustice issues and everything to do with activism and allyship. If that's your jam, tune in every Friday. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Um, so today I'm going to be talking about white entitlement. Ugh. I can go on about this for decades, but yeah, I'm going to be talking about that today because white people just need to realise that black people just don't owe them anything. We don't owe them anything at all, point blank, period. But um, before I get on to that, um, I want to talk about the Shamima Begum case. I'm going to like simplify it for you guys who don't know. Basically, um, Shamima Begum, at the age of like 15, she fled the UK and chose to join um, ISIS. And in 2019, she wanted to come back. And obviously, it started this whole like controversy and like public debate on whether or not she should come back. Like, was she a threat to our national security, etc., whatever. And then basically, they revoked her British citizenship and she wanted to like return and appeal that because you're allowed to do that. And And she was allowed to return, but then recently the Supreme Court said that she wasn't allowed to because, you know, it's a risk to our national security, bullshit like that. So basically, if you think about it, she's stateless. And I don't know, I have like a, I have a lot of opinions on this whole situation. I just feel like this whole situation was used to push this racist and Islamophobic narrative and the UK ate that shit up. Are we surprised though? No, not at all. Our government is so Islamophobic. There are so many like Islamophobic British people. You will literally, you can go on Twitter and you will see racist Islamophobic white men on there 24 7 arguing. Like, I feel like people need to realise that she was groomed. Like, yeah, okay, maybe at the age of 15, you may not have done that. You may not have fallen for it. But people do. I feel like we need to just stop victim blaming because if it was a white girl, if it was a white girl everybody would have been like oh my god she made a mistake like she didn't know she was taken advantage of like we just need to show her some you know we need to show her some pity you know she needs to come back we need to help her all of that shit but when it's a person of color a muslim all of a sudden it's she knew better she was a she was mature enough this that and the other like she went through so many traumatic experiences and the uk chooses not to help her but continues to partake in imperialism. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I feel like she should be allowed to come back and, you know, appeal her case. Like, everybody deserves a fair trial. To revoke someone of their British citizenship is, like, the lowest low. It just doesn't sit right with my spirit because we all know if it was a white person, they would 100% let them back into the country. Like, I saw this thing where um, a white boy um, shared information on, like, how to make bombs and, like, how to kill people in extremist ways. But no one took away his citizenship. No one was, you know, on Twitter screaming, take away his citizenship, take away his citizenship. Like, that's literally white privilege at its finest. Why isn't he, you know, a threat to our national security? I just feel like even if she was to come back, I don't even think she would be a threat because we all know she would be thrown in prison. Like, we all know they would not let her roam the streets free. Like, we know that for a fact. So what is the problem with allowing her to come back and appeal her case? Everybody deserves a right you know, to a fair trial, point blank period. I don't know, I just feel like this whole situation has really upset me and has shown the true colours of the UK. But to be honest, I'm not really surprised. We've been knew that the UK was racist and Islamophobic. But anyways, um, let's go on to the actual episode. Let me start off by saying that as black people, we don't owe white people shit. We're not their puppets. We aren't here for white people to exploit us for their own personal gain. I just don't understand why white people think they're so entitled 
to black people. Like last time I checked, Rebecca, slavery was over. Am I right? Like there have just been so many instances where white people, you know, feel like obliged to get something from black people. Like when it comes to protests, they think that they're entitled to our peace instead of violence or whatever way we choose to protest. Like they think they're entitled to our, you know, our explanations when we tell them that we're uncomfortable with the way they're doing certain things. Like our culture, etc. Like the list goes on. And, like, when I think of, like, white entitlement, I always think of, like, how badly white people want to say the N-word. Like, at this point, it's literally, like, entertainment to me. It's so funny. Why do you want to say a racial slur so badly? Black people chose to reclaim that word after it was literally used against us. That was our choice. The word is still being used today in a derogatory term to oppress us. So if we're telling you not to use it, the least you could do, out of respect, is to not use it. Like, I don't want to hear white people's opinions on the N-word. It's automatically invalid. I don't care. I don't want to hear it. You don't get to have a say on this word. I don't want to hear, oh my God, like, if we can't say it, then no one can. Or like, we don't really use it in an offensive way. Like, why can't I just sing it in a song? You sound like children. You guys sound like literal five-year-olds. If you're claiming that it's just a word, then why do you feel so entitled to say it? after we've said no why do you want to say a word so badly there are millions of words in the dictionary pick one bestie and go say one of those it's not just a word it's a slur like why do you so badly want to say a racial slur there's literally no reason there's no justification for it and i feel like this is a case of like if you're going to tell me no it's going to make me want to do it even more when white people are told no for some reason they go out of their way to purposely ignore that I feel like it's because they've been in a place of privilege all their lives and when you know they're being told no and not to say certain things by people who they basically deem inferior then they're gonna go all crazy and start acting delusional like I don't care if some black people are letting you say it they're coons and will do anything for white validation we are not the same just get over your obsession with the n-word please and it's so funny to me because they act so clueless like black people have told you countless of times not to say the n-word remove that word from your vocabulary for some reason you're still making excuses i don't want to hear a white person say the n-word point blank period i don't want to hear your opinions on the n-word i don't want to hear your excuses i don't want to hear shit just close your mouth thank you also another way white people feel in i'm literally going to be saying the word entitled a lot but for some reason white people feel the need to include themselves in other people's cultures when it's not needed it's so weird to me you guys claim that you have a culture so why do you purposely choose to insert yourself in other people's cultures cultural appropriation isn't cute it's 2021 do better you should know it's always i'm educating myself i'm listening and learning darling you've been listening and learning for like a century please do something i'm tired of the whole i'm trying to educate myself like i didn't really know it's cultural appropriation I do think there's a difference between cultural appropriation and cultural um, appreciation, but that is a conversation for another day. I just feel like like white people have colonised, you know, BIPOC countries and have forced whiteness on them and have tried to erase their culture. For example, you know, colonisation in Africa and like African religions, stuff like that. And then when we finally re- recognise our culture or like African-Americans build a new one, after being stripped of their identity, it's called weird, ghetto, disgusting, etc., but then white people turn around, they do a whole 180 and all of a sudden they want to partake in that same culture that they cussed out. It doesn't make any sense to me, I'm sorry, but no. 
we are allowed to gatekeep our culture because it's ours to gatekeep not yours like i always see it on tiktok especially people are like oh my god how are you guys gatekeeping culture like we all have to share we all have to be included like kumbaya bullshit no it's not your culture you don't get to decide we can gatekeep our culture because it's ours to gatekeep it's got nothing to do with you i hate this whole idea that we have to share our culture with white people or or invite them in just because they say so it's not up to them like people use the excuse that oh yeah culture evolves when everyone learns about it or everyone's included but why does it have to evolve at the hands of white people white people don't get to decide because it's not their culture we get to decide how and when it evolves because it's our culture it's not yours go make your own i don't know please go do something else why people always want to be included in everything and you don't have to be included in everything that's okay right that is okay it's okay to be on the outside i know it's sad i know you might get a bit jealous but that's okay just you know watch from the outside because you ain't going to be invited in like this literally reminds me of like spirituality like spirituality in general especially like african spirituality and whatnot has been whitewashed and now white people are trying to partake in closed practices that belong to um african culture and like indigenous culture like huh what are, what are you doing no 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 closed practices that belong to certain cultures means that you know if you are not part of that culture you cannot be involved you cannot partake in it end of story white people are treating their practices as trends to do on tiktok and not respecting boundaries like why do you think you're entitled to do anything you want closed practices are closed for a reason white people engaging in practices that literally aren't meant for them is going to backfire on them your entitlement will literally come back and bite you in the ass will your evil eye necklace really protect you from all these african spirits that you keep contacting i don't bloody think so I suggest you stay in your lane. It's not that hard to do. Respect other people and respect their boundaries. There's nothing wrong with not being involved in people of colour's cultures. That's okay. I think sometimes white people think that, you know, because we say that we want equality, even though I'm for equity over equality, thank you, um, it means that we're willing to share, like, every part of our culture when that's not the case. Like, yeah, we may want to be treated equally, but that doesn't mean we're going to let you say the N-word. So ever since the, you know, recognition the Black Lives Matter movement got during summer, obviously, as you know, there's been a rise in, you know, performative activism from non-black allies, so-called allies. And, you know, for some reason, they think that they deserve a praise or like a round of applause for supporting us. Like, do you want a prize for thinking that people deserve basic human rights? You're not going to get it. What you are going to get, though, is a stomp to the face. You're not entitled to a thank you from black people just because you think we deserve to be treated with respect. Like, good for you. Like, okay, don't get me wrong. We, I don't want to say we appreciate it because I feel like that's too strong a word. But, you know, it's the bare minimum. Like, thank you for thinking my life matters, I guess. Like, I don't know, I've just seen this a lot when um, black creators call out white allies. Um, Like, black people will say that they're uncomfortable with the way white allies do certain things. And all of a sudden, boom, all hell breaks loose. Like, they get so defensive for no reason. We're allowed to critique you on the way you're supporting us because it's literally our movement about our lives. The whole point of being allies is listening 
and amplifying black voices. And can I say I'm shocked that people aren't doing that? Not at all. Like, if you really want us to be somewhat grateful for the useless and performative support that you're giving us, it's not going to happen. And oh my God, you know what I've realised? We don't actually need white allies. Like, I've been thinking, like, at first I thought that, you know, we did because I've just, I don't know, I've always hated the idea that black people have to, you know, create solutions to problems we didn't, you know, create. Like, why do I have to come up with, you know, the solution to racism when I didn't create that shit? Like, I've always just thought that, you know, white people and their ancestors started this shit and still uphold whiteness to this day so they can sort that shit out. Like, you guys can all get together with your fellow white peers and discuss how you're going to put an end to white supremacy. But if you think about it, um, black people's movements have never and should never centre white people. Like, black people, black revolutionaries are literally the reason why we have rights today, not white allies. They are the ones who have literally led our movements and continue to do so. Like, white people seem to think that, you know, they are the ones who gave us our rights, when that's not the case. We fought for them and we took them. What I'm trying to say is that white allies, don't overstep your boundaries. Like, yeah, the support is nice, but we can easily do this shit without you. We have been doing this shit without you. Let's not lie. Like, we're willing to put in the work for our liberation. Are you? Because we all know that history has proven that the oppressor has never freed the oppressed. Like, it's always been the hard work of those who have been oppressed. And this is literally just making me think of this quote. I forgot who it's by, but it's something like, what is it? Like, the master's tools will never dismantle the master's house. Something along those lines. And I don't know, it just makes you think, like, can, you know, the tools given to us by white people, when I mean white people, I mean, like, liberals, those who claim to be allies, um, can the tools given by them really dismantle white supremacy? Because if you think about it, they always tell us to, you know, peacefully protest or, you know, that reforms are the way to go when that's not the case. I don't want to say violence is the way to go, but I'm contemplating it, you know? And I feel like reform, as I've mentioned before, does absolutely nothing. Like, I'm all for abolition. I don't know. That's just something to think about. But anyways, um, I've also seen some white allies constantly, you know, whining about themselves and tone policing black people. I need people to understand that you are not entitled to a peaceful response from us. If you're uncomfortable, then so be it. Like, we literally have to sugarcoat our experiences with racism at our own expenses just to make white people feel comfortable. It's literally white privilege at its finest. We're out here trying to dismantle white supremacy and you really think we care about your feelings. I don't know. Go to therapy. Like, they'll be like, oh my God, if you want people to support your cause, then you just have to speak to them nicely. Like, you just have to be kind. What you're basically saying is that I have to be nice to racist people just to get them to think that my life matters. Fuck that. Could never be me, will never be me. They can literally burn. And can I just say, telling racist people to kill themselves is 100% justified. I'm sorry I said what I said. I see so many people tell black people not to respond in hateful ways when racism is literally being spewed at them left, right and centre. Why not? Why do we have to be the bigger person? Why do we have to tolerate bullshit? Like, it's not your place to tone police black people. It's not your place to tell black people how to respond to racism. Like, oh my God, you could have just dealt with it in a different way. No. I literally saw a video of someone saying, like, if they go low, I'm going to hell. And it was so funny. Like, I agree. If they go low, that's fine. We're dragging them through the depths of hell. If they go low, we're going lower. I feel like, you know, 
white people put the energy in the wrong things like you guys are more concerned over how a black person chooses to respond to racism than the actual racism itself why like it just doesn't make any sense to me and it also reminds me of how like you know black women get called aggressive hostile etc when we decide to respond to racism can we just stop tone policing black people especially black women we're allowed to be angry like wouldn't you be mad to know that there are systems out there that are constantly trying to hold you back why must black women be exempt from being emotional it's not fair like at all and for some reason white people love to bring up you know the fact that if we all love each other and stop being angry then we can solve racism sorry love that's not the case this whole like kumbaya live love laugh bullshit needs to stop like i don't like this whole narrative it needs to stop being applied to social movements most movements you know were created for the liberation of oppressed people they're not meant to be peaceful i'm sorry but they're not do you really think your whole you know be nice to each other love each other ideology is going to get rid of systematic oppression is going to stop systematic racism because i don't think so I feel like this was all done, you know, this whole narrative is being pushed so that people can remain feeling comfortable within, you know, the oppressive systems in society. Sometimes peace isn't the way to go, I'm sorry. Like, this is all done so that people can, you know, live in their bubble and, you know, pretend that people aren't suffering. And it's so weird how white people always bring up, you know, Martin Luther King. Like, they'll be like, oh my god, he was peaceful and he liked white people, okay? you guys still assassinated him he was literally the most hated person in america hmm funny isn't it i feel like it just goes to show that you know white people have a problem with everything like you have a problem with riots you have a problem with the way we talk about racism you have a problem with peaceful protests any method we use society has a problem with you're more concerned about that than the actual systematic oppression that goes on in our world just say you have a problem with people demanding basic human rights all i'm saying is that entitlement is literally a disease like society and white supremacy has literally convinced white people that they have you know every right to act the way they do like they think that they're deserving of certain things just because they've claimed to you know care for black people and if we don't grant them that then apparently we're ungrateful or if we call them out we must hate white people All I'm saying is, you know, if the shoe fits, wear it. If you know your privilege as a white person and recognise that you're not entitled to anything, then the message isn't for you. Simple as. If you are an entitled white person, then, mm, I don't know, sort that shit out because black people don't owe you jack. But anyways, we have reached the end of this episode. Um, Thank you for tuning in. It's much appreciated. On a lighter note, I looked at the Golden Globe winners and Daniel, I can never say his surname, but the guy from Get Out and Queen and Slim, which is a top tier movie, um, Daniel and John Boyego won their categories. And I don't know, it's just, it was so nice to see, like, finally, black British talent is getting recognised, especially after the horror of the golden globe nominations because it was just white people i'm not even kidding like it was just white people but are we surprised no that's hollywood they always claim to want to be diverse and like inclusive but will only nominate white people and refuse to acknowledge good 
watch TV shows and movies, better TV shows and movies made by people of colour. Like, why was Emily in Paris nominated, but Lovecraft Country wasn't? Hmm. Who the hell thought that Emily in Paris was deserving of a Golden Globe nomination? Okay, let me not cuss because I'm not like a movie critic or anything, but I personally feel like that was just shambolic. That was something else. But anyways, I'm just quite happy that they won. You know, it's nice to see some black excellence. Am I right? But yeah, thank you for listening. If you like this episode and want to hear more from me, subscribe and tune in every Friday. For now, take care.